This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming up later in the show, 11.59 p.m. last night, Fargo lifts the mask mandate. We posted on our Facebook page. I don't know what it is, but anytime you mention mask on social media, it just goes bonsai. We had hundreds and hundreds of comments, so we're going to share with you your points of view on Fargo lifting this mask mandate coming up in the next segment. Share with you a little bit from the city commission meeting as well. Also coming up here in just a few moments, Scott Hennon from What's On Your Mind radio show. He's been down at the southern border the past couple days. We all know the crisis that is happening right now at the southern border. So we're going to get an inside track as to just in some incredible information that Scott has been getting from CBP down there. As we all know, the Biden administration does not want a lot of those officials speaking to media. Scott's got some contacts. So we're going to give you an inside beat on that. Now, before we go to Scott Hennon, though, I also want to share with you uh, earlier today, President Joe Biden gave a speech and I'm using the word speech very, very intentionally. I'll explain in a moment because as we know, just another one of those heartbreaking, unfortunate events. We lost 10 people in Boulder, Colorado due to a mass shooting. Uh, there's now some reports coming from the brother of the shooter that the brother suggested to Daily Beast that this person was mentally ill. Uh, he was paranoid. So there's that piece of the puzzle that often doesn't get talked about a lot, but we all know is typically there when we see some of these mass shooting scenarios. Before I play a clip for you from Joe Biden from earlier today, I do want to share this with you. We just lost 10 people, 10 American lives in Boulder, Colorado. So I'm not saying, but I'm saying we lost 10 American lives in Boulder, Colorado. The president of the United States gets, gets up. It was a six minute speech. And again, I'm using speech intentionally because he didn't take a single question. And it could be for a reason. Maybe he had to jump on Air Force One. I don't know his schedule, obviously. And I just want your point of view on, in my opinion, I'd like to see the, the President of the United States get up when we lose 10 Americans to at least take some questions. Like, okay, what's the strategy here? What are we going to do? Uh, be able to do that. That did not happen. So here's some of what he had to say earlier today. I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps that will save the lives in the future and to urge my colleagues in the House and Senate to act. We can ban assault weapons and high capacity magazines in this country once again. So you heard it there. He wants to now ask the Senate to ban assault weapons, high capacity magazines. Uh, you may or may not be aware of this, but the House has been busy passing some gun related bills. They passed one recently that obviously is going to make more stringent background checks placing there. Um, in case you're not aware of this, when Joe Biden was a senator, they had banned assault weapons back in the day. He also said later in the speech, hey, when we banned assault weapons, it did lower the murder rate. Um, if any of you know that that's true or not, would love to hear your point of view on that and let us know the actual data, the facts in that situation. One other important thing to note here about the shooter in Boulder, Colorado, was the fact that the FBI did have this person on their radar. They were investigating somebody else, all right? But I just want you to share this with you because when you think about what happened with the mass shooting in Florida and some others that we've seen, you may remember that they, they detained the wife. Remember, the FBI had the wife of the shooter of the, or the Orlando shooting in Florida, and then they end up losing the wife. So there's been some challenges, if you will, uh, with the FBI. So I wanted to put that, um, just let you know that. So if you want to do some more homework, you can see what the FBI did and how they had him on his radar. All right, now let's move on to the southern border. We know the crisis that's taking place there. 
Last night I talked about this. We did have the show in Western uh, North Dakota last night. And it's just unbelievable to watch how the actual DHS secretary, the Secretary of Depart Department of Homeland Security says, look, we're not going to send back any of these children. We will not send back any of these unaccompanied minors, which for a moment might sound like a good idea. The problem is, folks, when you create that kind of incentive, the coyotes, the traffickers are going to exploit it. There was data yesterday that the, the traffickers were making $14 million a day. $14 million a day trafficking families, kids, single, single adults. And we all know these coyotes are not, you know, rainbows and unicorns, right? They are treating these people very, very badly along this journey. And remember, when President Trump was trying to do what he could to put policies in place to prevent people from coming to the border, he was saying, look, if you're going to come here with your kids, we're going to separate you because that's what we need to do right now. And the media was up in arms over the family separation. I mean, absolutely up in arms about this. But folks, when, let me frame it this way. All right, you live in a country where there's corruption, there's violence, you don't see a bright future for your family. And then there's another country that says, hey, make this trek. We know it can be arduous. We know there's some problems potentially that could happen. But if you get here, we're going to give you free health care, free education for your kids. Are you going to make that journey? Most of us, I think, would make that journey if you're living in a Honduras or Guatemala dealing with these challenges. And, you know, hey, if I can just get to the United States, then I've got health care. Now we're spending $86 million on a hotel in San Diego. There's, there's food that, that's going to be a service to these people. I think a majority of people would make that track. And I frame it that way because you, you can't get mad at the immigrants. I think all of us would do the same thing. What you've got to get mad at is the policies that are taking place. The policies need to change from this administration to make an impact. And I know many of you have seen this story because we put it up on our Facebook page. And again, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments was the fact that uh, DHS, the Biden administration, was considering flying these immigrants around to different places. Some of them were going to be northern states, potentially North Dakota. So Governor Burgum sent a letter to the DHS secretary today opposing the transfer of these uh, migrants to North Dakota. There's some strong language here. I want to share with you a little bit about what Governor Burgum's statement had to say. He says, hey, to be clear, our administration does not support the transfer to North Dakota of migrants who have entered the United States without permission. While our state willingly participates in the resettlement of legally thoroughly vetted refugees, we strongly oppose any efforts to alleviate the southern border crisis of the overflowing influx of migrants by transporting them to the northern border states such as North Dakota. This crisis is the product and responsibility of the Biden administration in shifting the problem in public safety costs in North Dakota and our northern border states would place our communities at risk while doing nothing to address the root causes of the ongoing crisis at the southern border. So strong statement there from Governor Burgum uh, regarding, look, we do not want illegal immigrants coming into our state and uh, would love to know your thoughts on that. Scott Hennon is supposed to be joining us. So producer Ann, if you want to give me an update on that, that would be fantastic. So while we wait for Scott, one of the things that I want to invite all of you to do out there is that we are working on really building out our point of view community. I mean, it is I wish all of you could see the feedback that producer and I see from you guys. And the fact of the matter is, is we probably have one of the smartest, if not the smartest audiences out there 
definitely in our region, potentially across the country. And so what we want to do is hear from you about what are some topics, what are some stories that you want us to dive into so that we can obviously have a show that serves you and your family. And it's very easy for you to let us know. You can text the show, which is, if you want to text, I'm doing a lot more where we're texting back, building one-on-one relationships with each other. If you want to email the show, leave us a voicemail. There's a myriad of ways to go about doing that. So if you don't mind, please do that. Let us know the topics, the stories that are most important to you. Producer Ann and I will go out, get that information, and then put them up in the show. I'm being told right now in my earpiece that we're about a minute away from Scott Hennon joining us. <laughs> he was supposed to be around 6.30, but he's coming. So in the meantime, I do want to play for you a little clip. This is Fargo Mayor Tim Mahoney last night at the Fargo City Commission meetings in regards to the mask mandate. Here's what Fargo Mayor Tim Mahoney had to say. Our last death in Cass County from COVID was uh, February 24th. We have not had a death since time. We are now vaccinated almost at least one dose, 50% uh, in the community. The other issue we have is we have better treatment for the COVID. We have less people in the ICU. And with giving them monoclonal therapy, once they're positive with COVID, it had a tremendous change in the death rate. We have uh, vaccinated Desi's group and every group has almost vaccinated every vulnerable or high risk patient in the county and has continued to do that, offered it to them, and we'll be through 1C at the end of this week. So there's Fargo Mayor Tim Mahoney last night at the Fargo City Commission meeting as they lifted the mask mandate at 11.59 p.m. Again, stay with us because we're going to be sharing a lot of your points of view from Facebook, Twitter, other places in regards to the lifting of the mask mandate. I think you'll be fascinated to see all the different perspectives that were happening here in our community. All right, Scott Hannon now joining us live uh, in Texas. I'm not sure exactly where he's at, but the last couple of days he's been down at the southern border having some uh, conversations inside scoop kind of conversations with CBP and other people. Scott, for our audience now, we see the images on, you know, via the media and whatnot. I guess if you wouldn't mind, take us into some of these internal conversations you had. What's the most important thing you believe our audience should know about what's really going down at the southern border? Well, the most important thing they should know is that there are no rules, no, there are no longer any rules at the Texas-U.S. border. Okay, that's all I could speak for because that's where I've been. There are no rules. What do I mean by that? I was at the McAllen Airport today, and I was told uh, for the previous two days by Border Patrol agents and others, uh, customs officials, Texas National Guard officials, that the Biden administration plan related to the border uh, now included catching these individuals when they cross, taking them to the airport, buying them airplane tickets, and Customs and Border Patrol agents told me today, I can send you the photos of this, Chris. We stand in line with them at the airport. Uh, by the way, they're given priority access. They're actually in the same, uh, the same priority lane as the crews that go through, you know, the pilots, the flight attendants. Uh, and, and they go through there to the checkpoints. Once they go through airport security, they're gone. I counted at uh, seven this morning, about 100. Uh, I flew on a plane with about 25 of them. I uh, had a chance to talk with a few of them th through, the, through an interpreter and was told they came from Honduras. Uh, they paid to be taken to the border. Once they came across the border, they were picked up. They were brought to the airport. Simple as that. So uh, and and, and uh, there is no tracking going on. There's no COVID screening going on. Nothing. One thing I want our audience to know as well that's being reported as of late is that this is just in the Texas Rio Grande. So, Scott, if you can confirm this, great. But the fact that the matter is, folks, is that remember back in the day when President Trump would talk about catch and release, how ridiculous that was. He'd say, 
we release these people and then they supposedly have these court dates to, to adjudicate their asylum process, but you're not going to go back to you know a court case, right, if, if you don't have to. What the Biden administration is doing now, folks, is that they simply have the immigrant come in, they fingerprint them, and then they tell the immigrant, oh, hey, by the way, at some point in time here, you really should go into an ICE office and set up a court date to adjudicate your asylum process. If you're an illegal immigrant, do you think you're going to walk into an ICE office? Of course not. I think it is the most ridiculous well, it's, it's, policy. It's, go ahead, it, sir. It's worse than that, Chris. It's, it's worse than that. Yeah, you know, you're right. What you describe is accurate. How could it be worse? <laughs> well, it's worse because we are buying them. The federal government is buying them plane tickets to wherever where they need to go. And I, I honestly think that the reason they're doing this now is because they've got so much pressure internally uh, from the hard left about them doing exactly what they said was inhumane. The Trump administration did and the scenes you're seeing on the on the screen right now. Too many of those have come out, by the way, leaked from liberals. So what they're doing now is they're saying, let's buy them tickets. Let's get them out of here. Where do you want to go? Literally, I'll send you a photo of, of, of these women who can't speak English. One, one girl I talked to today, 17 years old, got a three year old boy in her hands. I said, this your son? Yes. Uh, oh, OK, where are you going? No speak English. No speak English. Shows me a, a folder they'd been given her. They'd given her. OK, you're in you're in McAllen. You're going to go to Dallas from Dallas. You're going to go to New York City. Uh, just hand this piece of paper to people in the airport. The janitor was telling people, OK, yeah, let me look here. Gate three. Go to gate three. OK, so I say it's worse because not only is it catch and release, it's actually catch, buy a ticket for you. An escort and escort release. Airport <laughs> with no connection. Catch and release with frequent flyer miles. Scott, Scott, two things. Uh, first, necesita aprender español muy, muy pronto, señor. Secondly, <laughs> is this, is that, and I want, a, I want a sincere answer for me in this because I've got my own ideas. I've talked to people about this. Why do you believe the Biden administration is doing this? Uh, two words, more voters. More voters. This is simply more voters. This is not a political winner for them, uh, Chris. I was told the National Senatorial Republican Committee has polling on this. The Trump administration, um, I should say the Republicans, previously the Trump administration, but the Republicans enjoy a 70 to 30 approval rating on this topic. Remember, Senator Kevin Kramer beat Heidi Heitkamp by how many points? 11. <laughs> points. Of, of those 11 points, double digit, nobody said it could be done. Six points were credited to her support of sanctuary cities and illegal immigration. North Dakotans care about this, folks. So guess what? Uh, Americans care about this as well. We're a long way from the border, and Americans sent Kevin Kramer to the U.S. Senate over this issue. So this is a political loser. They know that. They don't care. They're doing this because they can do it. So one last, I've got a minute left, which, by the way, I love. Eleven. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, is this, is if the Dems were to win Texas in a presidential election, because it's got so many electoral college votes, I don't believe a, you'd see another Republican president. I mean, is there part of the strategy here to potentially turn Texas blue? What, what did I give you as an answer earlier? More voters. They don't, yeah. they don't care where they are. They don't care how they get them. It's about more voters. And by the way, it's inhumane. They're allowing oh. human trafficking to happen to, to get more voters. These girls today, I said, well, how, how do you get here? Oh, we pay man. He get us here. Well, when you can't pay, you do things for the man. You, they're, they're young boys. It's, it's just you can't wrap your mind around how sick this is, Chris. And this is what I'm telling you. This is what it's all about. They don't care. This, this is a health and safety issue for the United States of America. Tomorrow I'm going to go meet with sheriffs that are fed up. They're fed up. 19 of the 20 counties uh, that border 
Mexico are governed by Democratic sheriffs. They're saying no more. Tommy Fisher and I are going down there to talk to the sheriffs to say, can you have county money? Can you find state money? Don't count on the federal government to do this anymore. Yeah. They can't do it until that border is secure. America, as we know it, is over. Scott, thank you for the time and the insight. I think it's also important for our audience to know if you go down on that southern border, those were Democrat, Democrat, Democrat voting counties in 2016. A lot of them flipped in 2020. So people don't want to say, oh, if you don't want to close border, you're this, that, or the other. It's not true. And you actually look at the data. Scott Hannon from What's On Your Mind radio show on AM 1100 The Flag and KFIRE out west. Thank you for the time and the insight, sir. I would also say, Chris, don't take it out on these people who are trying exactly. to better them. Because I, I actually went and bought bananas and oranges and even some children's Benadryl uh, and handed it because these kids are screaming and, you know, people are getting mad at them because their kids are screaming. I, I, I don't blame them. I, I blame the open door policy of Joe, of Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris. That's who we blame. Scott, great stuff. And that's what I said in the open. We appreciate it. We'll have you back, sir. Okay. And keep up the great work. Thank you. Yeah. All right, stay with us. Love to know your point of view on that conversation. Very easy to share. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. Again, if you want to text, I'll hit you back uh, as much as I possibly can. And then coming up next, we're going to get to your points of view regarding Fargo dropping the mass mandate. Great to see what you had to say. Stick around. Much more coming up.